Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of That New, where we talk about that new. So last week, we were talking about how people were struggling with meal prep and lunches and after-school extracurricular activities and the parents' back-to-school struggle with planning meals during the day for their families and their children to consume at whatever point in the day that they need, right? Yeah. So we outlined the issue in last week's episode. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. So today, what we're going to talk about is the solutions. So I'm joined here today with my intern. Henry Lima. Hello, everybody. What's good? So Henry, so we talked about a couple issues, yes? And you found a couple solutions for us. Yes, sir. I got a lot of details for you. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Okie dokie. So why don't you hit us with the first one, sir? All right, sir. So we have some solutions. Uh, so to start off, we're going to talk about school nutrition requirements. We are aware of that schools here in the United States have certain requirements for what children should eat during lunch. Right. Because to go back to last week's episode... One thing we said is that it had to be non-perishable because they didn't have access to refrigeration or microwaves. Definitely. Um, couldn't be sticky. We ain't doing the sticky yickies here. <laughs> um, it can't be gelatinous. It can't be like pudding. Well, can be a pudding, but it can't make a mess. Right. You know what I mean? It's all about the mess. It's all about the cleanup. It's all about the stickies. It's all about the candy. It's all about the stuff that they don't want them to eat, like the sodas and the and the dextrosisists and the gummies, you know? Right. And so the solution that we we came up with was to pretty much, it's pretty self-explanatory, but you got to include fruits and veggies every day. It's definitely, it's very essential for your child to consume fruits and veggies all the time. Right, Chris? Right. So tell us, Henry. So what are some ways that we can incorporate more fruits and vegetables into our diet? One of the ways that we could do that is to implement them into a smoothie. Right. Pretty much blend them all together, blend whatever fruits and veggies you want for your child. Blend them in your little blender, you know, got to do what you got to do and pretty much serve it to your child and or like have it in a little cup for them to go. And you know why that's an amazing suggestion? It's an amazing suggestion that's completely overlooked and underrated. Number one, because um, people really forget that individuals have struggle eating solid foods. Number one, right? Right. When you're a person who doesn't like the feeling of chewing, when you're a person who has um, gingivitis, bad teeth. When you're a person who has a large stomach sensitivity, um, you may not be able to produce enough gastric acid to break down enough solid products. You know what I mean? Yeah. People really underplay the role health concerns and problems that are exacerbated by pre-existing conditions affect eating habits. You know what I mean? Right. But smoothies are a great way because number one, you can increase the density of fruits and vegetables you have in one sitting. Because, you know, if it was just up to eating fruits and vegetables, I could throw five fruits, five vegetables in a blender, blend that shit, and my intake for the day would be done for both. Yeah, literally. On top of the fact that you can control what goes in it. Definitely. You know what I mean? Broccoli tastes gross on its own. But broccoli with something else with it might taste better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, we also got to think. It's, it's definitely a different sitting your kid down with a bowl of mixed fruit and expecting him to eat that with a spoon Versus saying, here, here's a smoothie, drink this shit in your car <laughs> on the way to school, down that, take it to the head, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, keg stand that hoe, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, get your fruits and vegetables in for the day. Yeah, just chuck it, you know? Yeah. So now we're going to talk about another uh, topic, cafeteria slash lunch waivers. 
they're there for anyone who can't afford school lunches, right? Right. And a solution that we found came from the United States Department of Agriculture. And they stated that they're going to be extending the universal free lunch program for the 2021-2022 school year. Which I think is an amazing option because the entire pandemic season, it really did help families give access to food and lunches and meals and things without having to overpay. And they didn't have to deal with the waivers because remember we were saying last week that some people didn't qualify. So this time they didn't have to dick around with these waivers. They could just pick up their foods and feed their families and it, that it would all be good to go, right? Right. So the next issue is food education. Everybody needs to learn about food. And one place where you should go is on myplate.gov. Yeah, especially because because for everybody who didn't get updated on our last episode, the food pyramid's out. The shit's canceled. And myplate.gov not only has the educational resources for you to understand how to incorporate more fruits, vegetables, and healthy food elements into a well-balanced diet, but it also gives you tips on how to achieve that, what these plates look like, construction, um, gives you like nutrition guides and things like that. Uh, it's very beneficial for somebody who really needs to understand the basic construction of a healthy plate. Because that's what it is. Yeah. It's the foundation of a healthy plate that people really kind of get hung up on. What should be in it, what should not, and how to make it look good. Definitely. So now we're going to talk about grocery store preferences. There's a lot of grocery stores available all over LA. Of course, right? And some people don't like Ralph's. Some people don't like Vons. Some people don't like Sprouts. I mean, go figure. Yeah, and I mean, they don't like them because they can't afford these places. Right. And so therefore, there's a lot of like people out here who are also like considering alternative availabilities, right? Right. Because if you can't afford it there, you got to look for it somewhere else. And somewhere else may be really far away. Somewhere else may not be fully stocked. You know, the pandemic, you know, like people fighting over toilet paper. But, you know, some other things may not be in season. It may be in high demand. You know what I mean? Like, all, like, like what if all of a sudden there's like a peach shortage? What if there's a um, supplier issue? Right. You know what I mean? People have reduced the amount of supply because COVID really got in the way of farming. Yeah. And produce availability. Right? Yeah. So people were only giving um, produce to like higher paying stores, not so much local stores, local shops. You know what I mean? Kind of like cutting a lot of people who couldn't afford to have the highest quality produce yeah definitely and i feel like um there's a lot of people out here who are like having difficulty choosing or in fact um finding the right grocery store for them you know what i mean because of price and availability yeah definitely so one thing that's definitely helped us out is online food shopping right yeah that's true we got amazon over here in the grocery game now now that they have they basically own whole foods now and now they're incorporating deliveries, like two-hour deliveries, for people who, whatever is convenient for them, you know? Yeah, Amazon Fresh and all the stores that have opened up the two-hour delivery or same-day delivery option, I think is such a huge game changer. Because, it, like, I like to think about the struggle of having to, like, sit there and let food defrost right. all day mm -hmm. and then have it ready. Or I could just order something while I'm at work and then have all of my ingredients brought in. Me, personally, that's something I do a lot because I work at my laptop all day. I'm always, like, recording something. I always have to, like, work on a client's project, and I just don't have time to clean my house. I don't have time to sit here and meal prep at the same time. Other people have find themselves with similar issues, but they got kids. They got dogs. They got 
they need to take these bitches to karate and stuff afterwards. You know what I mean? Then they got to deal with their husbands and their wives. And for me, it just is so much easier to know that I could just get a two-hour delivery brought in while I'm in the middle of some tasks, just line some foods up, and then just have it in. You know yeah. what I mean? And when it comes to... And because... When it comes to buying like frozen things and non-frozen things and perishables, they come in like the insulated bags. Yeah. So I never have to worry about them thawing out. Oh, that's true. Um, They don't come warm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you order food delivery yeah. and like you expect hot fries and the <laughs> shit comes colder than a witch's titty. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah. Um, I agree. So I definitely do think that maybe it's something that people need to lean into a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I... So an obvious problem that we got to bring up is like the premium pricing for the subscription, right? Oh, yeah. But you know what? Anybody who's been against buying it or getting it because of the subscription price or the premium price, I I tell you what, it really does make a difference when they offer the free deliveries, right? When they offer the 20% over uh, $40, $45 purchase. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And some of the apps, what they've been hip to is showing you how much they save when you buy. Definitely. They'll sit here and be like, hey, you just saved uh, 19 minutes of shopping and $20 because of taxes and da-da-da-da-da. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those add up. Definitely. And anybody who's savings conscious, anybody who's financially conscious, they'll pay attention to those because those do add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an easy stop and go way to do things online. But, you know, another thing you could do is you could schedule pickups. Definitely. So, like, we were talking about rotisserie chickens earlier. Uh, so, yeah. I, our family loves rotisserie chickens because... Number one, I would otherwise have to thaw that bitch out on my counter all day. And then I'd have to come home and like prep it. You know what I mean? I'd have right. to season it. Some bitches can't season shit. Yeah. Then I got to preheat my oven. Pop it in the oven. What what happens if I forget to turn my oven on? The I whole mean, thing is canceled. Yep. It's you know all, what I it's mean? It's all over. Uh, and or I could schedule a pickup of groceries. Go get that shit on my way home. Bring it there and it'd be done. Right. And, and like, I feel like in case, like, sometimes, like, there's times where, like, the shoppers don't get the right food. Or sometimes, like, you'll get some fruits that you want, but sometimes they end up being all, like, mushy and you don't want it. Well, now there's this new solution. I mean, it's Amazon Fresh, you know. They got this whole thing, this new mechanic where they have, like, a shopping cart. You can actually, like, put in your groceries in there and it'll, like, your shopping cart itself will sense what you're buying. And then... And then you don't want to wait in line, right? So therefore, they got this whole new thing where you could just bring your cart over and you're just basically already paid for it. You know, you're basically paid. It's all it's a one stop shop there. So in case you don't trust the whole delivery pickup thing, well, Amazon Fresh is the way to go for you. Yeah, especially because some people don't live in apartment complexes that are easy to find or deliver to. Right. Or, you know, these people in these mansions and these chateaus and all of these. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got they, yeah. they got their back house, their front house, their gates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off of the windy road. And then they got to leave it at the gate. The gate is like a two-minute drive from the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those type of folks, too. Ooh. Another thing is farmer's markets. Right. You know, people people really sleep on farmers markets. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's so cool that they bring all the produce there and da 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 da," but nobody goes. Yeah, it's so unfortunate too. It's like, like, girl, I, I feel like I feel, go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the matter of availability that these farmers markets like they start and end. You know what I mean? Because they're they're not there flat long. Some some of them are only Saturdays only. Some are Wednesdays only. I mean, it's a matter of availability. I would say for sure. Right, but farmers markets go. Yeah, definitely. Other issue, we got picky eaters. 
Tell us about these picky eaters. We all know we were one at some point. Let's not cap. Well, as a picky eater myself, I just hated vegetables in general, of course. Every kid hates vegetables, but they're good for you. So a solution to picky eaters in terms of preventing their pickiness, I guess you could say, is make sure you don't pressure your children to eat. If you pressure your child to eat, it'll put more pressure on you along with the child, right? Pressure is pressure. No one likes to feel pressured. Especially peer pressure. That's the worst. So a pressure looks like forcing your child to eat at your pace, but not in their pace. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I think pace is an amazing factor to consider. Because people, number one, if you eat food too fast, it makes you sick. Your body cannot handle you eating food at a very fast pace. You know what I mean? It is something that you need to slow down with. Let's also think about the example that, you know, if you got somewhere to be, if you're in a rush and you're really trying to like scarf everything down, that's not good for you. Definitely not. If you're trying to get your child to bed and you're like, hurry up and go, like eat so you can go to bed because you need to get up in the morning. You got to go to church. You got to go to school. You got to go to bed, whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? Rushing them isn't going to make them feel better. They're good. It's going to make them feel worse. And we, and we talked in our last episode about how eating is emotional. And we're going to pressure somebody. We're going to stress somebody the fuck out. They're going to associate food with stress. And then they're not going to want to eat. And that's when they become avoidant and restrictive of food and start to develop intake disorders. And that's something we want to gear people away from. So definitely don't force your child to operate on a certain pace. Like they need to get at it when they get at it. If they need to do it slow, then you just need to let them be slow about it. Definitely. Emotional eating is something that we need to bring back into the conversation. So a solution for emotional eating would be eating protein, eating whole grains, dairy, and leafy greens. A balanced diet is always good for your mood. Right. So let's talk about proteins, right? Right. What does proteins do for emotions when it comes to emotional eating? So proteins, first off, they contain amino acids. They make up chemicals in your brain that your brain needs to regulate your thoughts and feelings. And it also helps keeping you feel fuller, feeling fuller for longer periods. So an example of eating protein would be fish, nuts, beans, etc., etc. Right, because fish got them omega-3s. Definitely. That are good for your brain. Yes. Um, nuts also have energy. Um, you know, people suffering from depression and like sadness-related disorders and mental dysfunction, you know, they ain't got no energy. They don't want to do nothing. You know, so eat some things with energy in them like nuts that also have protein to help you regulate your emotions. Yeah, and you also said dairy, right? I think dairy is definitely one of those ones that people really need to understand how dairy works because number one, there's low fat and there's whole fat. What really fucks people up is whole fat because whole fat dairy products are the ones like ice cream, heavy creams, hard cheeses, you know what I mean? Those are kind of like... How should I say? They're more rich. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. They're very hearty. They, they're very weighty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's these whole fat dairy products that have a positive association with increased depression, anxiety, stress, and cognitive failures on top of poor memory functioning and just overall general health. It just has more fat in it. And more fat is never good for anybody. Right. And so leafy greens, you might be wondering... How does leafy greens help with emotional eating? Spinach, lettuce, kale, collard greens, any leafy green, right? Hit me with it. So spinach and other green leafy vegetables contain folate, which produces dopamine in your brain. So essentially salads make you happier. Pretty much. 
And adding more spinach, kale, collards, and mustard greens to your diet could also help slow your cognitive decline. Love it. Which is good for people with Alzheimer's, yeah? Yes, I definitely agree. So another thing we're going to talk about are power struggles. So power struggles look like children choosing what the whole family should eat instead of the parents. A solution to your power struggles are serving meals in courses for your child. Yeah, and I think serving meals in courses is definitely a good way to kind of restructure the thought pattern of having meals. Because, you know, when you sit there and have like a entree, appetizer, dessert and everything. Yeah. Your kid's hungry and they're bitching and moaning about food while you're trying to cook. And they're like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, but you're still making food. You can be like, okay, well, here's a little appetizer to hold you over while I finish stirring this soup. While I finish baking this thing. You know what I mean? He's got to sit here in the oven for like 40 minutes, 5 minutes to an hour. Get golden brown in this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, here's a string cheese. You know what I mean? Right. Appetizers are important. Then you got your entree. Obviously, it's your main. You got to make sure they eat the main. And you know what? Another part of the power struggle that's very common is kids always want to try to get the, they dessert before dinner. Oh, they're slick on that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that way you can say, because that's always a hangup that everybody has with kids at some point. And this way you can say, listen, you're going to get what you want, but you're going to get it later. It's not. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying not right now. Exactly. And that's a better way to phrase it for people. So everybody wins, but... They win at different times. Yeah. Patience is a virtue. So another solution to these power struggles is to make sure you have a certain structure around eating in the household. Yeah. And you know what? This is a good example that parents need to really think about. And I'll, and I'll give you one that comes from our family specifically, right? Right. So when it comes to junk food, my mother told us we were not allowed to eat any form of junk food, whether it was ice cream, chips, candy, da, da, da until noon if it was any time before noon and we even walked up to her talking about can we eat it it'd be an automatic no it'd be canceled and that's all about the arrangement of the power structure you know what i mean as well as managing expectations we did not grow up expecting to eat candy or ice cream before noon you know what i mean it just wasn't the time wasn't something we did Mm -hmm. when it comes to preparing your meals definitely establishing courses i think is a great example Another example I would like to add, or excuse me, a solution I would like to add is the time of which you eat. If we eat at five, that ass needs to be at the table at five. You know what I mean? Video games need to be shut off. Distractions need to be limited. Phones need to be put away. Everyone's at the table. Food on the table. Five o'clock. You know what it is. Know what time it is. Hurry up. When it comes to what you're eating, even if you have to set in the order of which you eat, we eat this first, then we eat this later, then we eat this after, you know, providing a structure is guidance. Definitely. And guidance in an environment where there's a power struggle is definitely something parents need to think about when it comes to, is your child controlling too much? Have you relinquished too much control to your child? When we think about power struggles in general, it's really because there's a lack of structure. It's because there's a lack of order. It's because there's a lack of procedures. And it's really a parent's job to think about how can I establish realistic expectations, procedures, controls, and a structure that can help build that expectation that I want out of my child's eating habits. Right. Very well said, Chris. I couldn't have said it better myself. So now we're going to talk about the lack of parent involvement. So lack of parent involvement looks like a parent or a person who is on call. 
Basically someone who has a bad work schedule. A toxic parent who is pretty much out and about. Not, not even there. Pe- not neglectful. Yeah, definitely. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Going for milk, never coming back. For reals. <laughs> and then there's also physically impaired parents as well. Right, because when you're handicapped, you know, there, there are people with cerebral dysfunctions. There are people... Yeah. Who have lost limbs. There are people who get cancers or get strokes and get paralyzed and become paraplegic. You know what I mean? There are definitely parents whose physical impairments kind of shift the relationship in the parent-child dynamic wherein the child is all of a sudden forced to become the parent and then forced to decide the meals for the entire family. And that role reversal is part of parent absenteeism as well. Right. When it comes to lack of developing eating habits. So let's take the example of a person or a parent with a bad work schedule. So a solution for a parent who is not involved with their child and is on call at work, they should definitely hire a babysitter or a friend to take care of their child for them. Right. And you know what? Because the important thing here is the developing of healthy habits, right? Yeah. You're not going to be around for that. You're too busy working. You're a firefighter. You're pulling bitches out of burning buildings. Somebody needs to be at home to help the child develop these habits if it's not going to be you. And to be honest, you might need a babysitter. Because it's less important who teaches them and as long as they get taught. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line. Yeah, and I feel like as long as you have like a set, like a list of things that you should buy in terms of what kind of food that your child should eat while you're away... I feel like that's something important, too. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you you don't want to be a parent who's like, I'm afraid my kid will eat a bunch of chips and junk food and not the food that I prep for them while I'm gone. Well, don't buy chips. Don't buy junk food. You know what I mean? You can you're more than allowed to put your child in a food corner. You know what I mean? And limit their options. If you need to hide the food, take the food away, just buy certain foods, really kind of get them in a corner about things just so you know that they're going to eat what they're supposed to be eating. You're the parent. You can do that. Yeah, definitely. You got the power. Even if you are far away, you are still at home with your child, just not with them physically. Right. Because it's it's the structure. It's the expectation. It's the, hey, I'm not here, but if I'm not going to be here, this needs to be eaten before I get back. I need to make sure you ate this. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it also depends on like what age they're at. That's true. Because, you know, we're also talking about babies. We're also talking about elementary school kids. We're also talking about young adults or teenagers. And to be honest, we also need to think about impairments that the child might have. ADHD, really easily to distract. True. Um, Mental disorders in terms of like Alzheimer's and things like that. Yeah. So our last point is conflicting information from social groups. The answer is simple. The solution is simple. Research on your own. If you don't like whatever your peers are saying or what they're recommending, just simply go online, go on Google, look up some advice that you need to apply to yourself, basically. Yeah, this is really one of those situations where there's really no other suggestion other than you got to take the manners into your own hands. You got to empower yourself to give yourself the knowledge because if you're asking your mom, if you're asking your friends, if if you're asking all these girls at your mommy daughter Facebook group, you know what I mean? then obviously you're going to get conflicting information because we're talking about people with different perspectives, different families, different incomes, different regions, different cultural expectations. And all of that is just way too much. Right. It's a lot to take in, I would say. 
Just definitely find some advice on YouTube about meal preps, tips, just on succeeding in feeding your children during these back-to-school seasons. Right. And just stop relying on everything everybody else says and just find whatever works for you and your family. Even if you need to experiment, if you need to try some things, do whatever you need to do. Help yourself out. Exactly. And so that's all we have for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes of That New, where we're bringing you That New. (laughs) Thanks for listening.